Okay, I'm back. Hey, this is Leo and Dylan, and we are back, but this time for the first time with you. Yes, we have been having a private conversation all by ourselves, but now it's going to be private yet in public with you. So join us for what we have been calling this all along, $3,000 value. Enjoy. What's up, man? What's up, Dylan? How are you today? Man, I'm blessed to be a blessing. You know how that goes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, I got some questions for you. You got some time? <laughs> what you got to talk about? I've been contemplating some stuff. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on it. All right. Let's see what we got. You know how it goes when we get on the line. <laughs> yeah. So the whole the whole concept between between us uh, in context of our engagement's always been about mindset development, right? Yeah. We're always trying to figure out, okay, where are you at? Where are you trying to go? Why are you where you're at? How are you going to get to where you want to go? And not even want to go, but need to go, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not even about identifying where you want to be; it's identifying where you need to be, and then how you get there. Okay, you sound like you've been studying. <laughs> Where you going with this? <laughs> no, I'm just talking to the man that has the answers, and so I got to come to the table with something. I don't know. I'm the man with the answers. I can be a vessel for the answers, but I don't know if I'm the man with the answers. But let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. So I've got a few questions. Um, some stuff that's been on my mind, really, and I actually woke up at it was about four thirty, five o'clock the other night and um, I had some thoughts running through my head and I was trying to figure out, you know, why am I thinking these things? Why am I thinking this way? And um, I was able to jot down some stuff that kind of encapsulated the overall of what I had been contemplating. This is serious. You you wrote down some stuff. Yeah. (laughs) You know me. If I'm going to write it down, I ain't going to forget it. You put some things on paper. (laughs) Hey, what? what's spoken flies, what written remains. Yeah, that's yeah, what it I does. know. It so, does. Um, anyway, so this is the first part. So, what I wrote down first was words are the beginning and end of life or death. Do you agree or disagree and why? Mm. Words are the beginning and ending of life or death. Do I agree and why? Agree or disagree, you have either option. I'm not trying to handcuff you here. Okay, so you've been thinking about some stuff. Mm-hmm. What's been going on that you've been thinking about some stuff? <laughs> and you're gonna you're gonna respond to my question with the question? Not necessarily. That is a question, but I, you know how it goes. I mean, because I mean, when you really think about it, when when we talk, you know, a lot of times it's very very raw and organic and, and i'm not saying street. yeah i'm not saying this yeah. is not raw and organic but you you think deeply but in this case like you you've gotten into something we've been talking about for a while i mean this is crazy today is december 1st mm-hmm. right this is the date that my dad passed right mm-hmm. and so here it is you asked me this question words i said again words Words are the beginning and and, uh, uh, and end of life or, uh, life or death. 
Do you agree or disagree and why? So, obviously, I mean, yeah, I kind of know the answer to that part. You know what I'm saying? But Okay, so we obviously know that the scripture in Proverbs says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Right. And they that love it will eat the fruit of it. Right. right. So, if, if you love the tongue, if you love the reality of what the tongue is, okay, mm-hmm. then... You're going to be very thoughtful, careful, intentional about how you use the tongue, mm-hmm. which means they that love it, meaning you give respect, regard, uh, cherishing to it to make sure that it doesn't become um, an adversarial means to you, right? And, and this is crazy because I've been doing some study on this stuff, you know, <laughs> talking about some things. So in, in the letter of James in the Bible... He talks about the tongue. Matter of fact, I got it. I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to pull it up right now. So, in James, the third chapter, he talks about the tongue, right? And in talking about the tongue, he gives some awareness about the tongue that if if anybody has read this or heard it or thought on it, meditated on it, even studied it, you might have overlooked this. So, he starts, this is James chapter 3, starting at verse 1. This is the English Standard Version. Okay, it says, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, words, he is a perfect man, able to bridle, control, control of, his yeah. whole yeah. body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, Bit is a small piece of metal. Okay. That controls a large that it controls a right. large beast, right? right? If we put bits into mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, where the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire of uh, is a fire a world of unrighteousness. Watch this: the tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body. Hmm. The tongue stains the whole body. What it's really saying is that the tongue affects every mm-hmm. part of the body. Okay, so is it the beginning and end of life? Do I agree? Yes, it is. I mean. It's also the beginning of death, too, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> well, and, and, and I want you to ask the question again. Yeah, well, and the key part of that whole question is not just does it result to, right? Is it the end? But is it the beginning and end, basically, throughout the whole process of your life, how your tongue comes out, right? Or how how your tongue is expressing what is coming out of your heart, really? Mm-hmm. That affects life or death. And everybody you meet, with everyone you meet, and in your own life, right? Watch. Okay. Great yeah. point. So when he says how great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire, mm. a world of unrighteousness. Why doesn't it say it's a world of righteousness? I'm going to tell you just a little bit. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life. 
and set on fire by hell. Why well, didn't say heaven? Mm. Okay, watch it. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things are not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. What it's saying is there is both a mixture of righteousness and unrighteousness, a mixture of goodness and evil that is in mankind. And as a result of that, when we attempt to tame our tongues, to focus it on one or the other, we are powerless. Mm. It is the source of the world of unrighteousness we live in, we create, we think on, right? So as a result of that, while we can tame all the critters and the beasts and the sea creatures and the birds and, you know, we can shoot them and, you know, we can uh, uh, trap them and do all those type of things, we can put leashes on them, we cannot put a leash on our tongue, right? And so because we can't put a leash on our tongue, we are powerless in how we deal with our tongue, but God is not powerless in taming our tongue, right? That that, that brings me to the next question that came to mind, because that it, it's ironic. So I agree, first and foremost. Gotcha. I agree. Agree full-heartedly. Did, yeah. did, did I answer all the The power of life of and death, beginning and end and all. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so 100%. I agree. I yes. agree. Yeah, 100%. Well, and it's kind of ironic, because as soon as you get there, that's kind of the thought process I was going through. And then I came to this point, and I was like, well, okay. If the, um, the tongue can't be tamed, then... By us. Right. It can be tamed. Then who can tame it? Yeah, it can't be tamed by us. Now, here's the interesting part. Look at what we were looking at. It said that we can tame the beasts, Mm -hmm. the critters, you know, the sea creatures, the birds. We can tame them, but but we can't tame our tongue, which is to imply that we were never designed to be able to. To be able to tame our tongues. Right. Like, we were designed to tame something that's lower than us. So we were designed for our tongues to be tamed by something that's higher than us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. Right there. <laughs> you getting Ooh, happy in here? Don't be. I get happy over here. You watch it. You know, get a little excited. So the next question. It's the three questions already. No, this is this is number two. And, oh, okay. And we're gonna circle back around and hit a bigger picture between all three. Now, of these. now, real quick. Remember, I told you that the. The first question is powerful in that we're talking about this on the date that my dad passed. Like, literally, mm-hmm. this is anniversary day, number one. Right. You know, year one. Right. And, you know, words were at the very core, you know, of what took place in his life. Man, I got some stuff on that, but I'm not going to talk about it today. That's a whole <laughs> other conversation. But Well, there might, there might be a reason why God put it on my heart at 4.30 this morning. Okay. Not that we're going to get into that right this yeah, second. But, but we will talk about you're that. You're well prepared to answer towards it, right? Oh. Is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let me get to this question. So the words we listen to are what speak life or death to our subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you agree or disagree and why? Absolutely agree. 
And so the reason that that's that's relevant and and very fitting with where we're at in the conversation is you just said that we can't tame our own tongue, right? Mm -hmm. So something else has to control our tongue. Not just something else. Someone else. Yes, exactly. And so it's either it's either God. Dude, so right? so I was listening to a message from Pastor Robert Morris. Uh, matter of fact, I sent you a message from him recently. Remember, I called you and said, "Hey, I need you to check this out." Uh, it was the other day. Oh, a few weeks so, ago. No, it was the other day. I called you recently. Re- yeah, mm-hmm. the other day I called you and I said, "Hey, uh, I just sent you a message. I need you to check this out. You you need it, so on and so forth." Well, he is. This is not the message, but he's the pastor. Oh, on Saturday? Yeah, he's the pastor. I didn't get to that yet. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah. No, I know you didn't because you would have talked to me about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Pastor Morris was um, talking in a message about man. Refresh me on what the question. Is. The words we listen to are what speak life or death yes, thank to our you. subconscious I needed, mind. I needed that trigger. So yeah. he, he was talking in this sermon series he did on free indeed. And the question was that he was kind that he was trying to address like at the beginning of the series was can believers in Christ um actually be demonically influenced hmm. or possessed by demons? Hmm. And he said the answer is yes. And so, you know, if you want to check that out when you get a chance, go to, uh, you can go to YouTube and the series is free indeed. Uh, he's got like probably about 11 or 12 messages there, maybe about eight of them from him and then a couple or a few others from somebody else. But he talks about it that just because we are believers in Christ does not exempt us from being influenced by the devil okay and when you know what demon possession is and the actual word that was talked about and what it comes from like in the greek term you understand that demon possession is demon influence it's not possession in the sense of physical it's not a physical it's it's an influence it's 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 not um it's not possession in the sense of like you own property it's possession in the sense that there is a level of control exerted, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example. You, you got headphones on, right? Well, those headphones are not your headphones, right? Right. But you actually possess those headphones because you control the use of those headphones right now, mm-hmm. right? So what he was saying was you've got to understand that concept of possession. Possession being not necessarily Related to ownership, but a certain level of control because of accessibility, right? So he talked about how believers in Christ and those who are, you know, able to be kept from unrighteousness, how they actually open doors Mm, for for the adversary to come in. Not possession control. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it is possession, but it's possession within the context of control, not possession in the context of ownership. Right. So control because you've been given authority, which can be revoked. Go back to it. You got the headphones, right? Right. And the headphones are mine. Right. So I can hand them back to you 
But yeah, I don't know. But if you don't want to yeah. hand them back to me, you fight for them, and right. we just go see who go with. <laughs> Man, you already know. <laughs> we just we just go see. We can fight for it, right? So you you got the headphones. Yeah. So because they're in your possession, you have control over the headphones and the usage of them, but you don't own them. Mm-hmm. See, our lives when we become believers, we are owned by God through Christ because the the life of Christ was the purchase for our salvation, our redemption, and our being removed from the kingdom of darkness, right? But if you don't stay covered and protected under the possession, meaning the absolute authority and ownership of the kingdom of God, if you open a door, Mm. he'll come in. That adversary, he'll come in. So the, the reason that I bring that up is because how we open doors is through things we eat, things we drink, in excess in many instances where it distorts the, the very context of our bodies. And that's to be a representation of more of what happens spiritually. When we listen to things, we're consuming them, mm-hmm. not in our physical bodies, but in the very core of our being, which is our that subconscious. subconscious mind. And right. that subconscious and the conscious They all work together within the context of the frequencies of the body. And so you absorb those things. So the words you hear influence the words you believe, which means it influences the words you say, the words you think, and the words you act upon, right? Am am I I transitioning to your question? That's 100% exactly (laughs) where I was going with my question. So... Okay, what you got? Now that we've established... When you say so like that, I know you're coming with something. You know it's coming. So, we've established right up until this point exactly... Hold up. What that influence is, right? Before you go there, I gotta read this. Okay, go for it. We've talked about this before, but in context with that question. So, we know in in Hebrews uh, chapter 11, it talks about uh, faith, Right? And then it gives us an example or a perspective of faith related to words. It says, by faith, this is 11 and 3, by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that the thing, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Hmm. Are words visible? If you write them down, yes, but they're not visible first and foremost because they start in the mind. Right. <laughs> Okay, we go. I just want to turn that in before you go to the question. They they start so, in the mind, so, so, and they're influenced in the mind based on. So so how you look at that within the context of that question? There there's a lot of there's one central context and application of that scripture, right? Mm-hmm. But there's so many principles that are yet behind it because of the power of words holistically as God has given them. So let's think about it. If the world, the universe, the worlds were were created by the word of God so that everything that appears exists not from things that were already appeared. Right. Then that means the words we listen to, say, think, hear, feel, all of that create the world of influence and actions that we exist in, right? Mm -hmm. Because if he created everything, God, everything by the word, 
Like not the his, stuff, but the his word. word. His word yes. created everything. Just imagine if his word created the, everything and we were created in his likeness and image and then we're a world of unrighteousness without him. We like, also have the ability to create based on words. Yes. Which is Which is why we put plans first, in place, which first is why question. It, oh, oh. No, the yes, first question. The one that I had to agree with first. Yes. Words. That, yes. Beginning and end of life or death. Yes. Creating yes. life or death based on our words. Yes. Right? Yes. And then we've gone to the influence that we subject ourselves to willingly, right? Yes, willingly. Willingly. Yeah, not willingly. And willfully. So you're saying willfully, willfully and, and willingly. willingly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Willingly. Willingly. I'm over down. here. I'm over here inventing terms. I got a pet words. on that. Words. <laughs> willingly. 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 <laughs> um, but no. So, okay. So here, here's the other question. Okay. The last question. Before the final question, so it's not the last question. Oh, there's one this, more. This is just the last of the three. Well, I had, oh, I oh, had so three walking in. This is what you were telling me. You said, hey, so before we can get to the last question, we got to deal with all the other questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Yeah. So I got three written down, oh, and then the other one, you, I knew I was going to refine and develop through our conversation. You do sales wizardry. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, sales uh, wizardry. Oh, that's family. Oh, um, so we are ultimately accountable for what our words are. Mm. Thus, we must protect our subconscious. Mm. So if we're walking about life and just... Oh, man, I want to share something, but I can't share it right now. What do you mean you can't share it? No, it's not time to share it. Why? It, you, know, it's, you know how there are certain things that you're working on? Mm, okay okay you gotta develop it and it's not just in development but it's like there's a time that you launch it Mm. and so if i shared it right here it would be premature to that time frame of it actually being launched but we're we're gonna come back to it i promise you gotcha probably next time gotcha okay next time so but i'm gonna talk a little bit about it without talking about it because it's still within the context of the question you're asking so the main points here are we are ultimately, could be said, ultimately we are accountable, right? So nobody else can choose for us what our words are, right? And we've established even we can't choose what our words are all the time. So here's the thing. The words are out there, mm-hmm. okay? The good words, the bad words, the, the right words, the wrong words, all we do is choose which one. Exactly. Right? Which is why... And, and nobody can influence that. No one can influence that choice. And even if you open the door to the adversary of goodness and righteousness, even he doesn't force you to. Because when you open the door, you gave him the ability to choose it for you. So You're you made a choice. Yeah, you made a choice. Yeah. So either you make a choice to allow the adversary of good and 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 the the adversary of righteousness to influence you or you allow the adversary of the adversary yeah <laughs> which is the opposing force which is the greater force which is our god in all of his purses but you know okay <laughs> you know how you know that soapbox <laughs> <laughs> so protecting our subconscious is just what you described right not Pro- opening protecting. that door to the adversary right Right, and we we kind of touched on some things earlier, which it could be food, it could be drink, it could be music, it could just be the friends that you have. It could be who you're listening to, also. 
well, who's speaking in your ear. That's no? kind of the whole point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Even in the middle of the night, who's who's waking you up out of your sleep talking to you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because your own mind, whenever whenever you're asleep and then you wake up, you're at, it's at its most vulnerable state. Uh-huh. It's groggy and your subconscious is more alive yes. in that state than it is, say, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon yes. after you've been throughout your day. That is why you will have either the best prayer time of your life in the middle of the night as you're waking up you know you get up go to the bathroom and you're coming back and you lay down and you can't go to sleep you're like man what's going mm. on then you get you get to praying and stuff really comes out stuff you've that's been bothering you for weeks and then it comes out or you lay there and you toil and you're tormented because you've opened the door for something else mm. you see what I mean and it's all about which direction you choose to go do you try and Hold on to things yourself and control it yourself, or do you release and let go control? Mm. Okay, go with the question. <laughs> go with the question. Oh man. You mean to repeat it? Yeah. Okay. So we are ultimately accountable for what our words are. Thus, we must protect our subconscious. Do you agree or disagree? And why? So, think about this. You take Gabrielle or more so Gianna or Bailey, right? So, those are our daughters. Yeah. Yes. So, Gianna's my five-year-old. Mm-hmm. Bailey's your two-year-old. Yes, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. She just turned two, didn't she? Uh, she'll be two in about a week. Yes, that's the yeah. birthday party. Yeah, I've, yeah. I saw the t- the uh, the text message uh, invitation. I was like, oh, did I miss this? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, so, Gabrielle, I'm sorry, Gianna and Bailey, right? Let's say we're outside with them and we're playing in your driveway, right? And you got the sidewalk, and then you got the street, right? Mm-hmm. And they've already been told, "Hey, y'all stay in the don't driveway. Go in the street. Don't go in the street." Yeah, right. Yeah. So, if we're talking and we're facing the street, and we can see them while we're talking, and they get ready to go to the street, of course, what are we gonna do? Hey, hey, hey! Where you going? <laughs> and and you even have to say stop, but you just say, "Where are you going?" Hey, it's like. They're doing an about face, Mm -hmm. right? But if we take our chairs and we literally turn our backs. And we can't see that they're going that way. And we can't see that what they're doing, we hear them, but we can't see them. Mm. Like how much accountability, huh? Mm. How much accountability actually exists from us to them to assist them and even assure them. Of their protection from the street. Hmm. So in the same manner, if we are trying to guard our minds from the danger of the street. Right. 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 We can't turn our backs to what's happening in our mind, hoping that it's not going to find its way to the danger of the street. Mm-hmm. We got to make sure we keep our eyes on our mind so that. 
whatever is happening with it, we can continue to seal it off and keep it from the danger of the street. I, I think there's a uh, scripture that speaks about this. I believe it's in Proverbs or Psalms. I don't remember what the reference is, but it's guarding your mm-hmm. your mind and your heart. Oh, I, that was absolutely in mind. Hmm. Why did that come to mind for for you? Uh, it's it's completely relevant within the context of our conversation. I mean, you know, pe- people often try and bring up these. Um, seemingly seemingly too difficult to answer uh, with scripture issues and they try and throw it in people's face and go well what about this what is what does God say about that why does this exist right uh, scripture is full and complete and 100% absolutely capable of answering all of life's uh, questions and all the mysteries of life if you if you just have, um, a willingness to understand what it's what it's truly saying in its proper context, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that that's why whenever whenever we're getting to points, I always go back to man. I I know there's a scripture. I may not know the exact reference, but I know the scripture and I can find it. You know where it's talking directly about this concept. As long as we're in line with with. Um, with what the context of that scripture is in our conversation, then it supports it. So, man, we're gonna probably have to bring it back next time. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I, I have that same situation where, um, I, for example, yesterday I woke up in the morning. I kept hearing this in my mind. I will put my spirit in you. I will put my spirit, and it's like I I know I read it before. I know I'd seen it before. I mean, I was like, man, where is it? So I went searching, and sure enough, it was in Ezekiel 36, where God said that he would put his spirit in his people. But then he talks about how they didn't really deserve it. But he wasn't doing it for them. He was doing it for the sake of his holy name. Hmm. You see? So... Mm -hmm. You know, that that's why I needed that on the one hand. There were some other things in uh, that chapter that there was much encouragement uh, there. And, man I, man, I know what it is. But we'll come back to it. Um, one of the things you brought up, man, and, and I'm, we're going to come back to the statement, the question. So, Scripture. And you know me, Dylan. I'm the type of guy. Do I? I? I don't know if we be on this on this on this conversation together. You know what I'm saying? Getting all this three thousand dollar value. Um. So, but before we we cut off, I think it's important that we we talk a little bit about three thousand dollar value, where that came from, mm-hmm. and why. But. I found myself recently in the situation where I had to choose whether or not I was going to completely submit to God Hmm. or try to act like I was completely submitted to God. Hmm. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so the interesting part is because God is good and his goodness exists within the context of all of the environments of life you can easily attach yourself to good do it and get the benefit of it and you can have 
enriched and entrenched yourself so much in the right things that you can legalistically do those things and actually be exalted not just by people but in the activities themselves because of the role because of the rewards that come right but you're not submitted but you're not completely submitted because just like you can be possessed by the adversary of righteousness and when he comes in he's going to take full control so the same with god that he wants to take full control but he wants to take full control in order to give you the goodness the the blessings that are beyond your wildest imaginations and i was talking with someone earlier today and they were talking about you know like really giving themselves to god like completely submitting and trusting him and they said the the thing is though it's like what if what i want to do is not what god wants to do with my life Mm -hmm. and if it's not what he wants to do like how do i know it's going to be like really what i want to do and i and and i said a number of things but ultimately the response is this one it doesn't matter if it's not what you want because the truth is whatever it is it's better than what (laughs) you could have even dreamed of and if you want it it's probably not from god it's probably not because it's got selfish roots in it Yep. I mean, one of the best, I, I can point to a lot of decisions that I've made, but there's one decision in my life that I know was absolutely submitted to God, and that was the, the choice of my wife. Hmm. Okay? And, and the reason I say that is, my wife, I chose her according to the Word of God, like what God's Word says about an unmarried woman, right? Hmm. And so... I sought that, I focused on that, and I wanted nothing more than that. And when I heard that, I only heard it from one woman. I never heard any young lady I was interested in before I met with Sean that said anything remotely close. To, I'm talking about not even a, a, a synonymous soliloquy or something. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was nowhere close to it. And so... When I look back on that decision and even I see how this reality of life that I exist in today and where we were, that whole picture, it's like, man, I could have never seen who she would be today and the beauty and the blessing of that. But here's the most powerful part as to why I brought that up. Before I even was in a position to meet her, I came to this conclusion that I said, any way you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. But here's why. People are afraid of that because they feel like if they say that, just like the person I was talking to earlier, what if he gives me? Some? I said, listen, in the scripture, Jesus said, if evil men will give their children good gifts, like the child asked for, I'm just throwing it out. I said, so if you, if you, if your child, I asked this lady this, I said, if your child asks you for a bike, you know what type of bike they want. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go get a little toy bike that is like a little uh, fits in the palm mini- of your hand. miniature fit in the yeah. palm of your hand, like a, what's what's they call that? A, a little um, 
uh, like a display. Uh, I can't even think of it. Anyway, yeah, you know I, what I'm saying? Yeah, if it's in the palm yeah. of your hand. I hate when I have the word in my hand and it doesn't come out. <laughs> it don't come out, If yeah. it's in the palm of your hand and he's sitting up there just pushing it over the table, you know that's not the type of bike he wanted. He wanted to be riding up You know what he yeah. wanted when he asked. So if you know that if he asks you for a bike and you know that's what he wants, he wants to put his behind on it and ride it, you're gonna give it to him, right? Mm-hmm. If that's if you're in the position to do it, mm-hmm. so why would you think God would do any less? Right. If anything, you probably would have given him a bike that was better than the one he wanted. Hmm. If you could, yeah. If you could, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you if you being full of a world of unrighteousness in your tongue, <laughs> even without God, can give a good gift to your child. How much more God? When it is consistent with his purposes, his will, and you say, any way you bless me, I'll be satisfied. Why? Because his blessings are bountiful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when, when I met with Sean and I literally looked at everything that I wanted in a woman from a natural standpoint, she had it and then some. <laughs> I'm yeah. serious, dude. Had it and then some. But like the scripture when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, everything else will, everything be, added to you. will be added to you. Mm-hmm. He didn't say multiplied, but added. Literally that he's going to attach it, put it on the end of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like a tip. Right. What? God gives tips? <laughs> when you focus on the kingdom? When you focus on what? Now, now what does Paul say the kingdom of God is? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Which deals with the fruit. Okay, so you, you get into that, and what it really comes down to is when it came to me saying, I'm not just going to seem like I'm committed or look like I'm committed, but I'm going to fully be committed. It was a matter of it doesn't matter if what I want happens to the degree that now what I want is all that God wants. Hmm. Like, if you want me to die, let me die. If you want me to live, let me live. If you want me to get $3,000 rather than give $3,000 value, so be it. If you want me to give $3,000 value and I don't get Mm $3,000, so be it. It does not matter what happens there. And what influences that? The words I believe. The words that you've believed that are exterior from yourself, which have influenced your mindset, mm-hmm. which is exactly what our whole engagement's always been. And that's yeah. where the $3,000 value yeah. came from was um, mindset development, right? <laughs> and we were on the phone and we, we were talking and at some point in conversation, it came up and you were like, yeah, I, I charge um, $3,000 an hour an hour to go speak at an event. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked at my phone and man, it, I couldn't admit, you can't make this. It up. was an hour, dude. It was an hour <laughs> on the dot. And I said, well, I guess I got my $3,000 value today. <laughs> and you said, what do you mean? And I said, well, we've been on the phone for an hour. <laughs> you remember that? Oh yeah, I I mean, how could I forget it? <laughs> I could not forget it. I mean, even you know, uh, when you know, Sean was talking to me about where we were, um, 
what we were going to be talking about. And I said, I don't know. She, oh, you're talking about today? Yeah. She's yeah, yeah. like, what are y'all going to be talking about? I was like, I don't know. It's just she's going like, to come out. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, Dylan's got the question. She's like, oh, so he has, <laughs> no, like, this is a private conversation. Like, we're on the phone as normal. Right. And she's like, huh? I said, no, we're still on the phone just now. We're doing it in public mm-hmm. so that others have the ability to to hear that $3,000 value as well. So literally, we're multiplying the value of $3,000 value by extending it to a public venue with still a private conversation. Yeah, instead of A to B or you know B to A or however It's that, still A to B, but it's A to B compounded. Well, yeah, exactly, because it's available well, you know, to more. Yeah. The mathematician folks think that. <laughs> <laughs> to the nth value, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's uh and that's exactly the whole point of why we even decided to start this because did we decide or did we were we called submit? to Yeah, we were submit we submitted to the calling. You're right. Cuz we both felt a burden to do it and we we were like, "Hey, and how's not the time? Now's not the time." You know, we were for different reasons each of us had our own reasons and then at one point uh you remember we were on the phone and we both like almost at the same time said, "All right, man, it's time." <laughs> what what day are we starting? And we said, all right, let's do uh, let's do December first. And then even what was it a week and a half ago? Mm-hmm. We said, man, I don't think it's time. And then we got on the phone uh, yeah. three uh, four days ago, something like that. I think it was Friday. Friday, yeah. That was the day I went to went to my grandfather. Oh man, that conversation we had Friday was like crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about you and me before I went. Oh, to talk oh, to you, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was we. Well, we talked for what four and a half hours or something on the I phone. I don't remember. Dude. Four, four and a half hours. Yeah, that was That's a twelve thousand dollar value. More. Yeah, <laughs> I think you said sixteen. <laughs> it might. It might. I don't remember what you said. <laughs> but anyway, so um, after that conversation, we were like, "Dude, we got to do it. We we can make any excuse we want, but there was a reason it was pressed on both our hearts, t- December one to start, because." This is what we're called to do. We and need to quit talk delaying. about words on the day that mm-hmm. words was a critical piece of my dad's passing. Like, yeah. dude, I can't wait to tell you once, <laughs> once we get off the line. Like, oh, man, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. No, but it's, I'm looking forward to it. The best part about it is nothing scripted. There's no, um, there's no kind of, I mean, the, the only thing that's written down is the questions just so. And I'm surprised about that. Must, <laughs> I don't know what you've done with this new job you got. <laughs> Writing stuff down. You put these in the notes. <laughs> well, the only reason I do that is because, I mean, I'll forget. You know, just ask, you know, all you got to do is ask my wife and she'll tell you. I can't remember which shoe goes on which foot. But, um, yeah, that's the it's only thing that's down. ever going to be. Uh, written down is the questions I got just to make sure we have uh, the the right trajectory of that's, conversation. That's if it's necessary. Yeah, and I may not even look at them. Yeah, because, I mean, you may wake up that morning and say, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Or or like we've, yep. we've had those moments in the past, you're like, hey, listen, this just came to mind. Mm-hmm. You got a moment? Of course. Well, if not, just one moment on the text. <laughs> Well, that's how we wind up on the phone for four hours. Yeah. Speaking of which, I think that about does it. And with that, I'm going to walk away. <laughs>